Welcome to the Return of the Empire podcast, where I might be going on the uh, IR with the rest of the 49ers. Just like real quick, like leading in, like I'm getting ready to do the countdown. We're going to yeah. go. I just bang my knee hard about four to six weeks. What's the D-line going to do without me? An MCL sprain again? Again. Third one this year. <laughs> I'm Jay Barnes, of course, always joined by Sacktown Sports resident 49ers expert, beat writer, insider, just overall 49ers goodness, Emil yeah. Fergoso. Emil, what's going on, man? man? I'm doing great. Another beautiful Wednesday. We get some 49ers practice going soon. Yeah, it is a Wednesday, and I do want to harp on that because, again, this is coming out, I would say, what, four days before the game, so yeah. things can change, obviously, from what we're going to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. But uh, there, there's so many places we can lead off with this podcast, and I think I want to start with the 49ers' mm-hmm. biggest rival yeah. over the last five seasons. Sure. Is turf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's turf. Turf absolutely. sucks. Why are we still doing it in 2022? Uh, I mean, Kittle even had a quote after the game, just yeah. like, why, why are some fields grass, some turf? You want to make NBA players play on different right. hardwood, right? And then, of course, you have artificial grass now, and it's like, man, I get it in certain settings, but also, if you don't have to have turf or artificial grass, what the hell, man? Yeah, it's just make it the same. Make it the same universally. It's the simplest thing ever. They would again. They would not change it for other sports. They wouldn't change the right. ice. They wouldn't change the ice in hockey. They wouldn't, they wouldn't change the field in MLB. And I, when I saw Mosley go down on Sunday, and we're gonna get into the uh, a little bit of what happened in the Panthers game, but really, I kind of want to focus in on Atlanta this week because yeah. there's a lot going on here and mm-hmm. uh, other stuff going on with the 49ers. Obviously, the injuries are gonna be the focal point of this podcast because yep. my gosh, this uh, team just cannot stay healthy no, for the life of they them. They cannot. And. But uh, going back to the turf, I just thought of and I in New York at MetLife. That's is that artificial grass or turf at MetLife? Yeah, that is turf. Okay, I thought back to twenty eighteen, Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. going down, and again, everyone's like, "Man, this turf on these fields is awful." Yeah. And here we go again. It's another turf field that takes down another prominent piece of the Forty ers for an entire season. Yeah, it's just really, really unfortunate. Even to speak on the MetLife thing, Sterling Shepard, their wide receiver, they lost yes! him for the year in the ACL okay, on like, the same field. Dude, you're taking out your own players at this point it's, with this stuff. It's just owners choosing to go with a cheaper option over the the better better grass option that dude, it could be, and that's you know, the issue. You know what's crazy about that, especially from Carolina? They could have invested that money into the grass instead of Matt Rule. They could have. <laughs> he, he didn't deserve that contract when he got it. It, was, it shouldn't have what been a seven-year contract. What was it, seven-year, how much? Like 60 seven, million. Yeah, because he's, he's going to get paid, I think, still over the next four years, uh, if you missed it, which you're sleeping under a rock if you did. Yeah. Matt Rule fired after the 49ers loss uh, for Carolina. And, you know, it's funny. I was watching the game, and you're looking over, yeah. and, you know, they're getting shots on the Panthers' sidelines and Matt Rule. That just looked like a coaching staff and a team that was just kind of like, all right, yeah, we're down, whatever, same story. We lose our quarterback. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, dude, it, it was how he started the season, I don't know. The fact they gave him five weeks into the season I thought was a miracle for him. But, yeah, Matt Rule out in Carolina. Yeah. And, again, you're going to put all that money into an unproven head coach mm-hmm. from a non-SEC school, which I always like to point that out yeah. because I feel like, you know, if you're looking towards the NCAA and you want to bring up a coach, usually it's SEC, SEC guys generally, you know. I mean, yeah. you saw what happened when you brought a Pac-10 guy in like Chip Kelly. It just doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. But either way, at Baylor – and I just, it was dumb. And everyone was got to make that same point. Like, dude, 
how are you going to skimp out on the playing surface? Yeah. And invest all that money in an unproven head coach. Well, it was kind of it's a, wild. It, it was for for the Carolina situation. It was kind of the, the writing on the wall. I mean, they fired they fired Joe Brady over the over the uh, last year. Right. They had they didn't have an offensive coordinator. That's my point. Yeah. It, it, it's just just do a do, do what a clean are we sweep. doing here? Do a, do, a, do a clean sweep. Just Carolina. Do you're going to keep sweep. the head coach fire the OC? Like it just doesn't I, make sense to I, me. That's, that's I don't I don't know. I feel like when coaching staffs get change over like that, if you're firing a head coach's underling, so yeah. to speak, like. It usually is more of a overall issue than it does just on a coordinator. Yeah, it's it's an overall issue, and we had heard rumors that the, the Panthers, the players, had lo- they lost the locker room, and there were issues with that. Players right. want to get traded. DJ Moore having his comments after the game. Baker being hesitant with reporters, like he usually is. Sure. Um, but it just you could tell, and I even tweeted it out. Can Matt Rule get fired before the press conference? No kidding, happen. man. Like it, it, you could feel it when they kicked that field goal in the, right. in the third quarter. It felt like mm-hmm. they're like fourth and two. Down by like two scores at the time. They had a chance to really, they wanted to win it, go go for it. They could have. And Matt Rule said, oh, we're going to just take the points. And you know what's funny is the 49ers, uh, Kyle Shanahan really pointed to the offense. He really liked it in the first half. Mm-hmm. I felt in the first half the Niners could have really yeah. busted the game open. Could've. You know, they did in the second half. But I didn't think the 49ers looked particularly great in the first half. They did some good things. It was, it, here, the issue was the offensive line in, in, yeah. in this game because Grapple kept getting free blitzers and he, he Frankly, he played his best game of the season. Oh, I mean, I don't think that's close. Yeah, I mean, he, he played. He threw some balls. I was like, man, that's the Jimmy that everyone knows pretty pretty well. That's the Jimmy everybody wants on a consistent basis. Yeah, right? that that's the Jimmy that that took him to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. two years ago against, yeah. against the Chiefs. That, that's the guy who led the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl and has led them to the playoffs for so many years. It's just, can you get that consistently is the issue with Right, that. and I think, you know, it kind of spoke to whenever we see Jimmy have a good game, I always point to the run game. You know, they have 30 pass attempts, 29 carries. So, I mean, it's damn near split, 50-50. And the running game was really good. And when that running game is really good, that's when the 49ers have opposing defenses kind of guessing, which gives Jimmy Garoppolo more time in the pocket. And when Jimmy has time and his receivers get open, he is a good quarterback. Again, it's a lot of factors that have to go into it, a lot of things that have to work. But when those things work, like you saw on Sunday, Jimmy Garoppolo is a solid quarterback. Starting quarterback in the NFL. It's it's Shanahan's whole formula for the last right. five years, his whole coaching career. Run the ball down the throat. That's mm-hmm. how we set the play action. We set the throws down downfield, and it works. You have to establish the run with the adventures against this Carolina defense. It was so so stout and very very good, talented team. They did a really good job, you know, getting getting open gaps, getting gaps with Jeff Wilson. That allowed yeah. Garoppolo to be able to throw those balls with confidence because he knew that he had time. And it was Jeff Wilson. I think had his best game of the season yeah. too. No, but we were laughing on Monday um, when you came in. We were talking about how, like, in my world, there are three certains in life: death, taxes, and Tevin Coleman performing when playing <laughs> under Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> <laughs> Tevin Coleman, like, I hasn't played all year. Signed to the practice squad. Yeah, obviously gets the bump up, and just like nothing changed. <laughs> he started the year with the Jets. Yeah. And even in the Jets, I was doing some research on, on Tevin Coleman's you know trajectory the last year. Mm-hmm. He was talking about it. You know, he he shows some promise during during a training camp with the Jets. Are, the reporters are like, "Well, he still kind of has that burst. He's been playing the best." They cut him because they, they have Michael Carter. They have other running right, backs, sure. obviously. But Tevin Coleman coming back to the Niners and just immediately proving, getting his first touchdown since 2019. I mean. What a, what a story. I feel like Kyle Shanahan was salivating when he saw the Jets release yeah. Tevin Coleman. And then I'm not saying he wants injuries to his own guys, obviously, but injuries happen in the backfield in the first four weeks. And he's just like, here's my chance. Kyle. Here's my chance to put my guy in. And 
Credit where credit's due, yeah. he's rewarded in his faith in Tevin Coleman, and yep. Tevin Coleman was really good, I thought. Yeah, no, Tevin Coleman was very, very good. The numbers might not say 8, eight for 23, a touchdown, and then 3 for 44, and a touchdown. The 3 had, for 44 thing is what stuck out to me. Well, it was that one catch on, that on, on, huge, on the blitz yes. zero that Grappo just heaved up there and said, mm-hmm. Tevin's down there somewhere, yep. and somehow he mossed him and caught it. I couldn't right. believe it. I was shocked. It was a great play. It was an incredible play by Tevin Coleman and just goes to show his versatility still as a running back even at 29. Yeah, no, and when we say 29, like he's an old man. Like a running back, that's old No, though. I understand. For 29, it's archaic, but yeah. it's still as someone who is now, you know, approaching closer to 40. When I hear 29, I'm like, dude, that is so young. But you're right. In, in running back years, he's yeah. an old man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so you saw that. You saw the 49ers play really good offense despite, you know, again, what's happening to the offensive line, the injuries they've suffered in the backfield. You know, George Kittle having to be used more as a blocker than a pass catcher mm-hmm. this season, so to speak, because of those offensive line injuries. But to me, the big focus was the defensive side for two reasons. One, a continuation of holy cow, this is the best defense in football. But then you have to look at the other side. Jimmy Ward. We talk about bad luck. Breaks his hand. The opening kickoff. The opening kickoff. Breaks his hand. Still has a chance to come back this season. We're not too sure about that yet. We'll we'll know today. Yeah, we, we, we will find out. So that sucks. Yeah. And then we talked about it earlier. Emmanuel Mosley, who's been playing great, had the big pick six. ACL done. on the turf, done for the year, and, and Mosley once again gets hit by the injury bug. Let, 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 let's look at Mosley for now five seasons now because yeah. this was his fifth season. It's done. One game is rookie year. Plays in all 17 games the year the 49ers go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then I have it in my notes. What was it? Uh, 15, 13 games in yeah. 2021 and yeah. only 11 games last year. Yeah. Now five games. This is a guy that's very productive and very good when he plays. And you pose the question when he's healthy. That's the big thing. He's due for an extension. What does that look like in your mind? If they can get it three for 30, they're happy. You think so? I think that's what they want to do. What's the guaranteed money on the 30, though? Because it's, I think there's going to be incentives in his contract for because, sure. because of the injury. Health I, I, incentives, I'd I, I think it's Big. a play a playtime incentive. The same way mm-hmm. Jimmy has a playtime incentive, I won't be on those numbers, obviously. No, but I, I think <laughs> it'll be. I think he can have guaranteed about about half that, probably about 15, right. 15 million, and then the rest is you know play incentive. And if we like it, and it, it could scale it back to where it's it's they front load it. So mm-hmm. in the back end, when they have to pay Trey Lance in a couple of years. Yep. It's a lot I think less it'll money. Be front loaded. I think it would be a lot of guaranteed money. Which up front. I, th- I think it should be because him and him and Traverius Mooney Ward. I mean, they have been lights out to start the year. Yeah, and then you pose the question also in our um, our pay our show sheet, mm-hmm. and I think Traverius Ward has been a just fantastic for them. Number yeah. one, and it really speaks to the depth of the 49ers in the secondary. Now that you know, again, you lose Jimmy Ward, you have Mosley out. And so you have Traverius Ward back there, and now we're we're on wait-and-see time, I feel like, with Jason Verrett. Yeah. Um, Kyle Shanahan mentioned earlier in the week he wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Verrett was able to work himself into game shape to play against the Falcons. Sure. I personally think that's a mistake with Kansas City coming up the following week. Yeah. I think that's when you're going to see Jason Verrett debut. He's blowing smoke up the air right now. He's, yeah. just, he's blowing smoke, which he, is something Kyle yeah. Shanahan is really talented at. Yeah, he knows how to, he knows how to play the media when he wants to. Not the best liar, I will say that, but he knows how to play the media when no, he wants. No, he's not to. a good liar. He's no. actually I and I think him and John Lynch might be some of the worst liars in the oh, NFL. Oh, they're terrible. Oh, they're so, him him Jimmy and John. I mean, when they're going through <laughs> yep. the whole oh my, they they shake their head when they're saying, "Yeah." I mean, yeah. they give all the signs of just just lie. I okay. mean, it's like on one end it's like, 
okay, they understand the PR game, but there's also a level of, hey, we know you're full of it. Kind of open the door for a little bit more into what's going on. Like, I've I've thought the Jimmy Garoppolo-Kyle Shanahan relationship has always been, like, overplayed completely. Like, oh, they're, you know, they're good. They're on the same page. I think that is the biggest load of BS in football. And I think, you know, once Jimmy is gone from San Francisco, you're going to start to see more things about that come out. Yeah. And what was uh, what was Jimmy talking about earlier uh, in the week? Was it in the presser or was it earlier this week where it was like, you know, him and Kyle had that real moment and their, you know, <laughs> bond or whatever's growing? I'm just like. It's every week. It's I'm every like, week. I know, about but he, he made it a point <laughs> this week to really harp on it. I'm like, dude, shut up. It was when he was talking about the, talking about the Panthers yes. as, as a possible option. That, that, that's that's when it was. It was, okay. it was it was you know I had the I had a couple options. The Panthers were here. They were there. The other other teams. But you know I'm happy I'm here. Me and Kyle have a good relationship. We're we're, we're pretty cool. You know we, we we're kind of in lockstep like that. Yeah. It's like no you're not. <laughs> no, no you're not. No, no you're, you're not. not. You no, definitely you're not. thought the dude's play sucked against Denver. We get it. Yeah, it's it, fine. It's because it, as a fan you know and as an observer and you as a member of a guy someone covering the team it's just like at some point it's like we all are human beings. We all live lives. We all have yeah. relationships with people, good or bad. Yeah. We know the sides of when people have tension and don't. And it's like that head coach quarterback thing yeah. has had so much tension the last two years. It's, it's like, come on, guys. Their their whole relationship is built on winning football games. Right. If that goes sour, that yes. relationship goes sour. No, it's like a marriage that it's basically like, hey, as long as we both keep me keep making really good money we're gonna be in love yeah and if one of us loses a job bye bye goodbye <laughs> you know it's there's an old saying uh from former chicago bears defensive legend steve mongo mcmichael oh man and it went like this there's no romance without the finance <laughs> and, the I feel like, and i feel like garoppolo and shedhead are in like their own abstract version of yeah. that no there is there's no good relationship without the win column being ten plus. But, but to be fair, this is the best thing that they can do. Sure, given I'm the circumstances of what this offseason has been, they were gonna trade. They didn't have a playbook until the but first week. It just week. kills me, you know, when he re resigned or restructured, however you want to say it, and you know him, Lynch, and Shad, they're all smiles and looking good. I'm like. It's like when the presidential debates happen and, you know, you see them come up and shake hands and they're smiling and it looks like they're exchanging pleasantries. But, you know, they're like mumbling like, man, a few. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're, 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 yeah, no, they don't like each other. Don't, don't take the pleasantry. That's just for the show, for the PR. They, Mm -hmm. certain people don't like each other. I don't think Kyle and Jimmy are at the I don't like you stage, but. But I think there's some tension for sure there. I don't know if they're at the I don't like you. I don't know because okay, they're winning. They're, if they're not at the – you can win and still not like somebody though. Yes, but I, I, I do think – The Golden State Warriors I, just won an NBA title and their power forward just knocked out Jordan Poole. I, 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 <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. can win and still not like each other. <sighs> you know, I, I just I, I want to see one more bad game and then I'll be then I'll be certain of oh they don't like each other. I, I gotta see okay, it one, got more, one more time. You need to hear you need to hear your play suck man be, be, one more because time. because his only his only other options is is Brock Purdy. And no disrespect to Brock Purdy, mystery relevant of this year's draft, but he's not ready to be an NFL quarterback. Brock yet. Purdy, who uh, you know has signs of being a really good quarterback. I'm a Brock Purdy guy personally. That, see, you're one whatever. of those. That's another topic for another day. It is. Yeah. And again, we've talked about with Jimmy. 
Brady's injury history. Don't be shocked if that's an option at some point this year is all I'm saying. Anyway, the defense. Yeah, the defense. Nick Bosa, really good at defense. Uh, Growing strain, is that what we're going with? Is that the official? growing. Tight growing, growing strain. That's the official diagnosis. That's the official thing. It's a day-to-day thing according to Kyle Shanahan. I don't think there's any chance in hell he suits up against Atlanta. No, there's no way. He's not playing. He, He didn't practice Monday if they had practice. He wouldn't have practiced Tuesday if they had practice. And we will see if he practices today. I don't think he will. I think it's going to be a, a true game time decision just because they know of the Chiefs game next mm-hmm. week at home. Yeah. They and, want their guys healthy for that week. And that growing game, so. injuries are so hard to deal with yeah. because, you know, you rehab them. You feel good. They can they can flare up at any other time in the season. Especially with Bose's history, even yeah. with his brother who's also out right now with a strained mm-hmm. groin. It's kind of weird that the family has some growing yeah. issues. Who knows what's going don't on? Don't know what's there. in those ge- growing genetics in, in the those Bosa Florida family. genetics. Yeah, I don't know what's man. going on down there. What's but. going on with Florida people and their growings on the next podcast? Yes. Uh, so yeah, that that obviously is the more devastating. I think of the injuries between Ward, Mosley, uh, Bosa, Robbie Gold is out. Uh, at least with a knee contusion. Can we talk about that really quick? Yeah, after Bosa, but (laughs) it's just with Bosa out, and I know we're going to agree on this, who do you see really on the defensive end stepping up? It's We're going to have the same answer. Oh, are we? Yeah. One, two, three. Drake Jackson. Drake Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) We just knew it. Drake Jackson in limited time has been really good, though. He is second in sacks with two behind Aiden Hutchinson, who is three. Guess what this stat is? Stat of the day, everyone. 190 more snaps for Aiden Hutchinson than Drake Jackson. That's a lot. That's a lot. I'm actually, as much as I hate seeing Nick Bosa going down, I'm kind of excited to see how D'Amico Ryan deploys Drake Jackson this week. I am too. I really am too because I think they're going to start him. I really think they're going to start him. I mean, they love Samson Abacom. They they love uh, Hassan Ridgeway. They love all these guys. They have Charles Mm -hmm. Omenhu. But I think they're going to give Drake Jackson a shot against an inferior Atlanta front line. Right, and I think that's kind of the key there, right? You know, you hate seeing injuries happen, but you'd rather, especially with someone like Bosa, who, again, they're saying is, quote, day-to-day. I Take that however you want. It's a week-to-week. It's a week-to-week thing, I agree. Um, This is the team to do it against with Atlanta coming in. It's an offense that is not great. Uh, Competent. It's competent. It is competent. I mean, they're a much better team than they were last year. I'll give you that. Even... um, you know, it's interesting. I thought replacing Matt Ryan with Marcos Mariota, Marcus, excuse me, Mariota, I was like, ooh, okay, Mariota is essentially a backup in the league now. You know, yeah. a guy coming out of college, super heralded. Sure. You have third overall pick or second? Third, right? I think second. Second or third. One I can't the, remember. With, well, uh, James was one, wasn't he? James was one. So and he's then, two. Okay, then, yeah. Yeah. Because that was the date. You're yeah. right. So, Mariota's been okay. He's been fine. Yeah. I think the biggest issue with the Falcons is I think Kyle Pitts uh, early on, that hasn't turned out the way they thought. I think they thought Kyle Pitts coming out of college was going to be a top five tight end in the league by his second year. I still think he can be. I do too. I'm not saying he can, but so I, yeah. far it's hasn't been great. Um, this is the week to really, again, not let Jason Verrett get in. Yeah. Yep. Keep Bosa out. Keep mm-hmm. him out of practice. Like, yeah. let, There's no rush. Start a guy like Drake Jackson. Yep. See what you got there. And I do think even with all these injuries, I still think uh, the 49ers will beat the Falcons. Oh yeah, with ease, I think too. I think they'll be. I think they'll beat them with ease. I think it'll be something like 24 to like 14 or something like mm-hmm. that. I I think they'll put up some points at home. Yes, because yeah. again, they they showed signs in in the, in the Panthers game because the Niners have a whole tendency on the offense to let them hang, leave them, leave them, right. give them opportunities, leave them hanging around. 
if you let him out there for too long, the gas is gonna gonna hit the brakes a little bit with this Niners defense. It's for sure. just shown that. So yeah, no, exactly. And I think you know, again, the focus will be on running the ball, ball control, all that stuff. We don't have to do a massive preview of that. Yeah. But the underlying factor you wanted to talk about it. I hate Robbie Gold going out. <laughs> He's been essentially your best scoring option the last several yeah, seasons. Really uh, knee contusion. Uh, do you think that's going to play into this game at all? I think he's not going to play this game. I, no, I know he's not going to play, but I just yeah. mean overall not having them. Do you think with Kyle, you know, he's for the most part when it comes to going for it on fourth down, and I know this drives Niner fans nuts, Kyle's pretty conservative. Like Kyle rather take the points knowing that he has Robbie Gold back there. Do you think that changes the play calling a little bit now? Possibly, but I also think Shanahan, if he knows he can get free points, and Sam Sloman shown he's a good kicker. I mean, he kicked for for the Rams, I believe, last year. He was solid for them. Um, he was really good in, tri- in tryouts, mm-hmm. what, what I've heard from reports. Um, so they picked him to be the practice squad kicker to replace Gold. I do think he can kick a, a kick a little bit, but they might they might be a little more aggression. We'll see, especially playing against Atlanta, which is Kyle's former team. Right, and I look at it, and the reason why I ask is, you know, if it's fourth and one on the thirty, and it's the third quarter, Kyle's yeah. kicking the field goal. Yeah. But is he going to have that kind of confidence with your practice squad kicker coming in? Or is it going to be like, all right, let's see if we can go for it again. And that's more what I'm looking at now is yeah. those where it's automatically Robbie Gold on plays where we think they should go for it. I'm not sure it's going to be as automatic. I mean, he's that's, still going to yeah. kick the field goals. I don't think he's going to defer f- away from it too much. But I wouldn't be shocked if he got a little more aggressive on fourth down this game. I wouldn't either. And it just came out of the distance, you know, with gold. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't want him kicking over 55. With slowing, probably don't want to kick him over 50. For sure. You want to kick it un- under 50 yards for sure. So if they're like at the 45, they'll probably go for it. You know, they'll probably be a little more aggressive, a little more assertive. They want to take a hold of this game so they can run up the clock and yeah. get home with no injuries. That's the goal here. Yeah, that really is. I was gonna I was going to say is more so, I mean, obviously getting the win is, you know, paramount. Yeah. But... If that's 1A, 1B is like, we can't afford any more injuries. And especially on the defensive line with Bosa out, it looks like Ken Law is going to be out again. Yep. And then, uh, do you have a status report on Eric Armstead? Armstead will probably also be out. He said last week that he he was almost going to go on IR. That was the issue. Mm -hmm. Is is They were debating whether they go on IR or not. And... Right now, they're not doing that. They decide not to on the plane right over there not to do that, which is a good sign for his availability. Well, also, not this week. they also have a lot of guys already on IR. Yeah. And so that also kind of hampers your ability to put guys on IR, too. It it, it does. But, but again, that, that means that they are not on the roster mm-hmm. for four weeks, which which is a big deal because they can add someone else to that. And especially with the defensive line, they are the strongest on the defensive line. So if they really felt like Armstead wasn't going to be available um, until four weeks after, they would have put him on IR. The fact that he's not on there is a very good sign for his availability. Not this week, but possibly next week against Chiefs. Yeah, you got to hope uh, going into the game against Kansas City, not that we're trying to overlook Atlanta, you'll have a healthy Eric Armstead, mm-hmm. at least to the point he can play. Sure. I still think with Nick Bosa that might be a little early. We'll see. Uh, you got to hope Javon Kinlaw's knee is starting to come around a little bit, but that's obviously been a question mark his yeah. whole career. And then uh, you got to hope Jason Verrett's going to be uh, in that um, – Excuse me, back there with um, Javarius Ward. I think he will, though. I do, too. I think Jason Verrett will suit up against the Chiefs. Hopefully, Eric Armstead does. So, yeah. All right, final score prediction. You said 24-14? Yes, sir. 24. I'm going to go 27-14. I like it. I'm going to go 27-14. Again, I think the Niners, they're not going to blow them out. I think Atlanta will hang around for a little bit, but yeah. ultimately, I just think this team is much better. Yeah, I, I, I do. I absolutely think the Niners team is much better. It's just their defense. Their defense is going to dictate this game, and if they come up with turnovers on Mariota, which he has been prone to do in the past, not so much this year, 
because they've had a really structured offense on Arthur Smith. Mm-hmm. But if he tries to, you know, open up a little bit, take some shots downfield, that's going to be a bit tricky going against Deshaun Gibson and Hafanga. I mean, it's, it's yeah. they're, they're going to have some issues with that. Hafanga's shown that he's really good in coverage as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm blessing. not sure this is the defense you want to open up against if no. you're Marcus Mariota. That's no. just me. Plus, <laughs> plus, they're missing Cordell Patterson, their, their, right. their best their best running back, wide receiver combo. Best they're, offensive over, overall offensive player, I'd say. You can say Kyle Pitts or Drake London, sure. Drake London also is, is, is dealing with injury as well. So they're a bit banged up as well, Atlanta. We'll see what the injury reports look like in a, in a little bit. But, but yeah, I think the Niners take care of this pretty easily. Two banged up teams going at it this weekend we will be back next week to talk about that and more emil thank you so much sir have fun covering the game this weekend thank you